In 2017, Patrick Gibson won the IFTA Rising Star Award, and deservedly so. He took the world by storm with his performance as Steve in the popular Netflix series The OA. Since then, he has starred alongside Idris Elba in the miniseries Gorilla, featured in the popular young adult film The Darkest Minds, is about to be seen on the big screen again in Tolkien, and he's now back as Steve in season two of The OA. I am thrilled to say that back with me in studio is Patrick Gibson. Patrick, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. When I told you in 2017 that 2017 was going to be your year, you just looked at me and went, no, you're nuts. Now, when you look at everything that's happened in the last two years, what do you think? I still think you're nuts. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was, that was kind of a, a mad year. I think it was my first year sort of doing it all properly like yeah. that. Um, and uh, it was incredibly exciting. And it kind of, yeah, I haven't really... Uh, haven't really gotten over it yet. It's still, still very exciting. So how has it gone from the audition for the OA to everything that's happened in the last two years? Because it only, like the OA is, the fans with the OA, the, the fans go crazy over the OA. But then you also have all the films you've been in, you've uh, done stage work. Are you still having to constantly audition? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's been a few things. I think after the OA, there was a um, there's been a few offers, which is amazing and so so bizarre to me. Like it's. Uh, Did you say no to any of them? Um, I'm trying to think. You know what? Actually, there's been a few times where it's, which is really unfortunate because you'll you're like not work for like three months. Yeah. And then two will come around at once, and you have to decide between the two. So that's that's always really difficult. So there's been that's happened a couple of times um, recently to do a play that uh, I was uh, I was about to go off um, and do a film, and then. This play came about uh, called Sweat, which was incredible. And I never really read anything like it. And I'd never done a play. So I sort of uh, decided that, that that's what I was going to go and do. And I'm so glad I did. I had I had the most incredible experience. And uh, Lynette Linton was uh, was our director, um, who's an unbelievable young director in uh, in London. And she's, she's killing it now. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to, you know, before scripts were thrown at you right you had to go for auditions yeah i want to talk about the audition you did for the oa yeah. because you went way above and beyond <laughs> what you needed to do like you even um, blew brit away with your preparation tell us a bit about that well i still do audition by the way i definitely <laughs> i'm not <laughs> throwing like, that in there yeah, yeah yeah no it's definitely for any like if there's any young actors like wait what he never auditions that's not true i, I audition <laughs> all the time and often quite badly uh, i think because last time we were i think i was talking about that I get quite nervous and for meetings, like it so is. So do it's you a strange, still get nervous? Yeah, I don't think. I don't know if that'll ever change. Is it's it a, a funny... really weird experience? Because you're going in, and you know, we get judged all the time, but yeah. people don't openly tell you that they're judging you. Right? Yeah, but yeah. You were going in from. They make it very clear that yeah, from the you. minute you, you walk in the door, <laughs> yeah. you're being judged. Yeah, it's a funny thing. Um, so, because for the OA, I did a tape originally, which I've, I kind of love to do now. I think it it's sort of more. Um, akin to the experience of actually shooting on set, you kind yeah. of because I'm never nervous filming. Uh, it's kind of a much more relaxed environment, um, and so yes, yeah, so so for the for the OA audition, I'd done a tape and then I had some meetings. So I was Go on. Go I was on. going into that with kind of the context of of knowing. Um, kind of what they were looking for a little bit more than sometimes if you just go in and, and you do it and you realise that you've just completely got a totally different character to what they were thinking. But did you not also put a diary together or something, a oh, sketchbook yes. of some sort? Like you don't <laughs> yeah. do that for every audition, do no, you? No, no, I don't. I would love to. Um, <laughs> although I do kind of now do it for every part, which is really? funny. Yeah, and the same 
diary that I did um, for the first season of OA. Well, it was actually for the for the auditions. We had yeah. uh, I had quite a long time to prepare for the for the meeting, and there wasn't much material. So I started doing this um, diary for the character to kind of try and figure out um, what was going on in his head. And uh, and then I continued it for season two, so there's no there's no more um, more stuff in there, so it's nice. Does to, that make you more in tune with your character? Yeah, I think so. I think it does. It's sort of it in a weird way, kind of closes that gap between you and and the character. And I don't know. I think when it when you start writing notes, rather than being like in this moment he is like this, yeah. you sort of realize that you start being like, I'm like this. So how hard is it then at the end of the day to switch off from Steve and be Patrick? Can you do that when you're shooting so intensely and on a show like The OA that you really have to be so present? Yeah, I think it's I think it's really important to switch off, obviously. Um, otherwise, <laughs> you're, you're just kind of uh, <laughs> a crazy person. But uh, yeah, it kind it does it does rub off on you a little bit. I think it's... You know, I think every character, um, you, if you spend twelve hours a day, sort of inside that mindset. Um, like I'm no, I'm no Daniel Day Lewis. I'm not going around. Uh, You're not method. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going around uh, sort of bullying strangers on the street that I meet. But but it kind of it does. It can. I think season two there was some pretty heavy stuff, and it kind of it does get into your head um, a little bit, and uh, that's why I kind of. Especially if you're traveling for work, it's quite nice um, because you can kind of go into that little bubble and uh, and and then come out of it when you leave as well. Yeah, so. um, I was reading something that uh, I was reading a Jason Isaac interview, and he said that when he was told by the creators what the end of season two would look like, oh, yeah. he said, "I stormed out of the restaurant we were eating in. I walked out, ran around the pavement, scratching and banging my head, going, <laughs> what the? What do you what?'" Yeah. So when you first heard about what was going to happen at the end of season two, what was your reaction without any spoilers? Yeah, without giving anything. Away. I mean, I was I had a similar one. I think mine was uh, I was on my own though. I was reading it. Um, and I definitely sort of just went into this like weird trance for about 10 minutes, staring <laughs> at the corner of the carpet in the room, just trying to piece it together and figure out how anybody had thought of doing this for a TV show. It's really like, I, I love it. I think it's, I think it's great, but it, yeah, it definitely took it a little bit of time to figure out what this meant and how, how it was possible. Um, but I think, you know, I think they've, they, they've made quite like a brave move in doing it and um, I think it's paid off and yeah. I wasn't sure I don't think any, anybody was was sure you know when it's something so kind of out there and, and ambitious you're sort of you don't know like there's no way of knowing if it's gonna if it's gonna work or not but I think it has Well you know what's paid off when you hear yourself and other cast members say I actually binged the show myself yeah, right. like most people go I can't watch myself back yeah. but you binge. How did you binge the show? So yeah, I I yesterday I was I was on a flight, uh, a long flight. So I um, I had them all downloaded, and I think I got I got seven done, um, and then I wanted to save the eighth until I was like fresh again and able <laughs> to watch it. So I watched that uh, last night. Yeah, um, I watched it last night, and I was like, yeah, it's it's completely insane, but I love it. And then I spent like an hour and a half on Reddit trying to figure out the answers because people think that, that you know they think we can just go to Britain's All and ask them yeah. but they are I mean they they know it all so well 
that they kind of leave it to us to to, to try and figure out which which is interesting because it's kind of what our characters are doing at the same time yeah. so I think it's nice not to have like all of the answers. So you have no idea because Brit and Zell have come out and they've said we have five so we're two yeah. series into five hopefully we get to see all five seasons so right. you have no idea how they're hoping for this to end how long you're going to be a part no. of it. No and yeah no I know absolutely nothing uh, which is kind of part of the excitement I think you kind of you, we're going along with the audience as well Yeah, um, but it's also nice to know that they, they know where it's going um, and I think that ending of season two um, I think season two gives enough of the answers to kind of keep you okay. keep you going I love that you said you've been on Reddit because I, <laughs> I was also online looking at what some of the fans are saying and there's yeah. so many theories going around at the moment um, one of them is that the OA is part of a Netflix original series multiverse in which many of the streaming platforms <laughs> shows will prove to be interconnected there's evidence in right. one theory that you're somehow connected to stranger things have uh-huh. you heard of this theory I think so, yeah. Well, I mean, there are... Actually, the Duffer brothers were there the other night at the um, screening, which was cool. I don't know I don't know about that theory. I mean, it's... it's Would you like to see that happen? pretty wild. Yeah, no, I think that'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, look, there's so, there's so much that, that, that are, you know, could be possible. And it's kind of great because we can't really give spoilers because we don't know. And I think that's probably yeah. another reason of why they don't tell us. So we can kind of speculate on all this stuff. Um, but I know there is... There was a scene in season one where... Uh, Jesse was actually watching uh, Stranger Things and I think in this season was it I think uh, Emery's character um, mentions about the 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 upside down or something like that something so, like yeah, that yeah yeah but I'm not sure I mean I know that Britain's all are friends with uh, with the Duffer Brothers so maybe that's a little nod to them or maybe season three you've yeah. been in that Stranger <laughs> Things who knows um, something else like these next couple of months are mad for you the OA2 has dropped. You're also, in the next couple of months, going to be seen on the big screen in Tolkien. Yeah. What's it like? To, <laughs> like that, even without that being released, you know that's going to be iconic. You know that that's going to put you in an, into another stratosphere. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's really strange. Like, I've, I kind of have never, I never, I never really think about it when I, pick, you know, pick a project or when, yeah. I, when I audition for something. I think if, if something is, is really well written and you know that the people behind it are are passionate about it then that's sort of enough for me so it's really nice then when something comes out and people people like it or or you know um but I think with a character like Tolkien it's it's pretty cool to be a part of that story I didn't I was obviously a big fan of um him growing up and I think kind of impossible not to be when you're a kid uh but I I didn't know anything about his life and I think yeah. the film is really uh does a really good job of sort of showing this this guy as 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 he as he was and and even if you weren't uh a lord of the rings fan it's 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 an amazing story of just the the life of this uh this guy because he lived an incredible life and you know they fought in the first world war and um and he was he was uh orphaned growing up and he had this this pretty pretty difficult life so it's uh, it's quite a story. As well as getting to tell the story, this means you actually start to go to conventions. You were at WonderCon <laughs> yeah. um, recently. What's it like being at that convention? Are there fanboy moments? Yeah, I'd never done anything like that, so it was um, it was pretty pretty amazing. Like they had all of it was myself, Nick, um, Nick Nicholas Holt who plays Tolkien, um, 
Anthony Boyle and, and Tom Glen Carney, uh, who were kind of the the gang that uh, that sort of inspired each other and would push each other to to their great artistic heights and all of that. And um, yeah, we did like a panel. Uh, nobody really told me they were like it's a panel talk so I was sort of thinking we'd be like behind a table in front of like 20 yeah. people and we got out and there was like a thousand people in the audience wow. who were all like die hard Lord of the Rings fans so that was cool but also it's kind of intimidating when you have like a subject like that that these guys really have ownership over what am I going to say wrong? I know and they're like they're like who's your favourite Lord of the Rings character and I definitely messed up I said I was Gimli which like they're all like okay this guy doesn't know Lord of the Rings that's what I you should've... I don't know you tell me you I know me. yeah and our director's like oh he's from Finland he's like you know Don Bombadil is my favourite and like he knows all the stuff um, so but it was cool it was really it, it was it's really nice to be there where and people are so passionate about you know their fandoms and their yeah. shows. It's a really nice like positive environment to be around. I love that you're getting to do all of this. <laughs> what is it like actually being able to live out your dream? Yeah, I mean, it's uh I should ask you. <laughs> I'm living vicariously through you. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's great and I think but you know there's still there's still times where like it's it's it can be tough. It's not you yeah. know it's not like uh, you know a walk in the park. I think as an actor, you've always there's always an uncertainty there. You're not really sure what's coming up, and um, but I think that's kind of also what what's exciting about it. But yeah, I think sometimes like I definitely remember before I'd kind of gone into um, working a little bit more. I'd always heard interviews or seen interviews of actors, and it always seemed like so easy and that they just kind of had this mad trajectory but I think it's important to sort of remember that there was like there are times where you're kind of you don't know what's happening and, yeah. and you don't know what's coming next so I wouldn't want to uh, be the one to sort of have people think that it's that it's all super easy it's always but you're working bloody hard and that's why it's <laughs> yeah. all happening and I'm going to end this like I started it in t- 2017 I told you that that was going to be your year 2019 is going to continue to be uh-huh. your year can't, you. can't wait to see where you are in a couple of years time but in the meantime the OA season two on Netflix now yes. definitely binge worthy yeah yes absolutely get on it <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Thank thanks you. a million lovely to talk to you again